This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. Are you sick and tired of biased hockey talk? Then you have come to the right place. The Drop focuses on the St. Louis Blues, but we also delve into other news from around the NHL. So tell the ref you don't mind the game misconduct penalty. You were headed to the locker room anyway to listen to The Drop. Here's your host, Lance Descott. The Blues played the Bruins last night, which means it's time for another episode of The Drop Podcast. The podcast that gets you the drop on everything St. Louis Blue and, of course, other major happenings going on around the NHL. I am your host, Lance Descott. After a very tough loss in Brooklyn against the Islanders, I think a lot of us were wanting to know how the Blues would respond against the Bruins. They came back against the Islanders. They had a hard time getting pucks past Leonard. The Islanders had a hard time getting pucks past Bennington. But the Islanders ended up winning that game in OT 2-1. We're wondering who's going to start in this game. I figured it would probably be Jake Allen, and it was. People get upset ever since Jordan Bennington started for the Blues and won every time Jake Allen starts. Guys, this is the way it's going to be from now on for the rest of the season. Bennington may start a game, may start a couple games. Jake will start a game, maybe a couple games. They're going to switch back and forth. That's just the way that Craig Berube is going to do it. So going into this game against the Bruins, We know the Blues always play the Bruins tough. The Bruins are a physical team, and they always play the Blues tough too. I was interested to see how David Backus would do. I know he's not really contributed as much as a lot of the Bruins fans would hope he would have, but I think he's doing pretty good for a guy his age. Going into the first period, the Bruins really pasted the Blues. The Blues had periods of good play, a couple minutes here and there, but overall, Boston really outplayed them in the first period. And if not for Jake Allen making huge saves in the first period like these coming up, it could have very easily been three or four to nothing coming out of the first period. He doesn't get it deep. Turned over. Now Donato comes in. A drive and a good save there by Jake Allen right from the the Bruins. For Carlo. And now Krug in the slot. Tipped on goal. And a great save by Allen. He stopped the rebound as well. Been on fire, on fire. First star of the game already. We're only in the first period. The Bruins outshot the Blues 13-9 in the first period. But in all honesty, they had much better scoring opportunities. And those scoring opportunities would continue in the second period. Tory Krug gets left wide open in front of Jake, puts it right past him, stick side, and Boston goes up one to nothing in the second. Chen comes the width of the ice and finishes his check on McAvoy. Krejci all the way to the corner, finds Krug, he scores! David Krejci and swiveling the puck to a wide open Tory Krug. And on top of that, Jack, is the touch pass by Solarik, fresh out of the box, right by his defensive blue line. He's going to handle this pass for McAvoy. He knows exactly where he wants to go with it before he receives it. And all he does is redirect it. Now Krejci can work his magic. Gain the blue line. Move lateral. We talk about the east-west game. Not north-south for David Krejci. When it's going well, and it's the time to go east-west, use it. And he draws multiple blues to him. And now that fourth layer, Tory Krug. Nobody was watching Tory Krug on their skull. No excuses at all for that. This has happened time and time again 
on the D for this team. Guys are left wide open to accept a pass. This has to stop happening, not Jake Allen's fault. Tory Crew gets the fifth goal of the year. Krejci gets his 28th assist. And Solerik gets his first assist of the year with that great pass. Boston is up one to nothing. But that lead didn't last very long. The Blues didn't put their heads down. And Ryan O'Reilly, less than a minute later, would get his 17th goal of the year to tie this one up at one each. Now Cairo stole it to Moore. A piranha shot and a save. Then centered. And O'Reilly, he scores! He got his own rebound. And Ryan O'Reilly ties the game at one. Very persistent in front of that net. And that's where especially O'Reilly and David Perron are so good. The small areas of the ice, the little feeds, the little heel-to-toe saucer passes. Kairou gets the puck in deep there on Moore. And he plays it back in front of the net to O'Reilly, who gets the first one through. Good save by Rask, and the rebound is right there. All three players are going to get a point on this play. O'Reilly will get the goal. The assist will, will go to Jordan Kairou and David Perron. A great initial shot by Perron. The puck goes to Kairou. Kairou gets the puck. He gets it to O'Reilly. No mistake in this one. Basically an open net, and O'Reilly ties the game up for the Blues. How much more is this guy going to do for the Blues night in and night out? Such a hard worker. That goal would be O'Reilly's 17th of the year. Kairou with that great pass gets his second assist. I hope Jordan gets to stay up here a little bit longer than he did last time. I'd like to see him stay up for good. Perron gets his 18th assist of the year. Four minutes, 23 seconds in, the Blues are back into this game after having not a great first period. But they weren't done in the second period. 13 minutes, 36 seconds in, Carl Gunnarsson gets a goal from far out to put the Blues up 2-1. to one. And then play plays it back. Here's Gunnarsson. He waits for Schwartz. The Gunnarsson shoots. He scores! Gunnarsson! Boom, boom, Gunners into the top corner, and the Blues lead it 2-1. The best sustained pressure of the game for the St. Louis Blues, and it starts with Braden Shen just hunting the puck. He wasn't going to give it up. And almost full wholesale changes during the course of that five-on-five -five shift against Bruce Cassidy's Boston Bruins. And you're right about Boom Boom. He let this one rip here, but... Shen first finds Sammy Blake, plays it right back there to Shen. Shen kept this whole shift alive. Schwartz sees the open man. Terrific shift. A great pass by Schwartz indeed. Gunnarsson's there, takes the shot like he should have, and the Blues are up 2-1. to one. That goal by Gunnarsson would be his first of the year. He's been injured, but when he has played, he's looked pretty good for the Blues. Schwartz with that great pass gets his 17th assist, and Shen was key to that play, too, with his 16th assist. After this, though, the Blues would get a penalty, and you guys know how bad penalties can kill you against good teams. And David Backus would deflect a shot from Chara in front of the net on the power play, 16 minutes in, to tie this game up at two each. Off the puck, but Krejci gets it back to Chara. The bomb! Backus deflects it in against his former team! Bortuzzo with a skate of shame with just four ticks left on the penalty clock. It's 2-2. Well, the first unit had a couple almost, but it really wasn't a dominant style of power play. The Blues had been doing a nice job down low to get pucks out of the zone. This is still a weapon in the game. And I know Bruce Cassidy talked about too many shots from out high. Well, I'm going to disagree with Bruce Cassidy because if you take a quality shot from out high, you could score, you could get a deflection. You could get a rebound. You don't want to be shooting all the time out in nowhere land. 
but you got to pick your places where you do it. And that time it worked out for the Bruins. Bacchus gets his fifth goal of the year. Char gets his third assist. Krejci gets his 29th assist. Power play goal. We head out of the second period tied at two each. The Blues outshot Boston 11 to 8. Tuka Rask had to make a couple good saves in this period. Going into the third, which team is going to take over? Which team is going to put it on their shoulders and really start pushing and make the other team make mistakes? Sad to say, guys, it would be the Boston Bruins. Petrangelo is taking Wagner. Wagner gets a great pass into the Blues offensive zone. Petrangelo doesn't take him out. Kind of gets turned around a little bit on the play. And Wagner puts it past Jake Allen to put Boston up 3-2 to two early in the third. Leg saved by Rask. For his backer, Carlson ahead to Wagner behind Petrangelo. He scores! Chris Wagner puts the Bruins on top. Well, just when you think the Bruins are going to get something with Heinen with the puck, once, twice, three times, it doesn't materialize. St. Louis gets something off the rush. It's a right pad saved by Rask. And then the play by Fosbacher Carlson defensively. He knows he has Wagner stretching the neutral zone. Just hammered in his direction and hope that he can make a play. And boy, did he ever. That once, twice, three times reference that the announcer used for Boston just kind of reminded me of when I was a kid when the Commodores and Lionel Richie had once, twice, three times a lady. It kind of drifted me back to that time period. Some of you guys and gals listening to this show probably remember that very clearly. Others of you are probably saying, who's Lionel Richie? Isn't he that famous girl's dad? Or who are the Commodores? And I fully understand. I'm not expecting everybody to know that reference. That goal by Wagner be a sixth of the year. Carlson gets his fifth assist, five minutes, 27 seconds in. Although Boston only had six shots on goal, they would get another goal, 13 minutes, 12 seconds in, by the much-hated Brad Marchand for his 18th goal of the year to put Boston up comfortably 4-2. to two. You see this a lot from this line, particularly. Bergeron now 12 for 15. Marchand scores! McAvoy takes the puck around the goal, and the Bruins are up by two. And again, the importance of a face-off win. It's a great matchup when you talk about these two center icemen and how good they are at the dot. O'Reilly against Bergeron. Bergeron able to get the win. And Charlie McAvoy, he talked about putting a streak of games together consecutively to find some rhythm to his game in order to continue to get better the deeper we get into the season. He's had some strange injuries to deal with. He's missed significant time. And he makes a nice play. He used that net as his ally. Circles behind. He's just laying this puck in an area, hoping to get the puck to a teammate. And Allen can't handle it. He's going to go off his stick right to a wide open. Brad Marchand. Allen makes the initial save, but Marchand is right there to put the puck past him to make it 4-2. to two. That goal by Marshawn would be his 18th. McAvoy gets his 11th assist. Bergeron, key on that play, winning that faceoff, gets his 26th assist. 13 minutes, 12 seconds in. As I said, Boston has the lead by two goals. The Blues were unable to put any more offense together, and the Bruins would score an empty net goal to make the final score 5-2. to two. Let's go over the stats of the game. Shots on goal, Blues 30, Bruins 27. Face-offs in favor of the Bruins, 54% to 46%. 
The Blues again had struggles in the power play. They were 0 for 3. The Bruins were 1 for 2. The Blues outhit the Bruins 29 to 11, and the Bruins outblocked the Blues 15 to 11. Let's go ahead and head to the post-game interviews. We're going to hear from Petrangelo O'Reilly, and then in the interviews with Craig Berube. Why do you think you got off to such a slow start? Uh, they just have more jump. We were just complicated at the start. Uh, trying to make too many plays early when you know they they played last night. Their heads are still in. We got to find a way to simplify our league, and they're playing less than uh, 24 hours. So uh, a little better than second there when we simplified our game. Yeah, it's two to one, and you're thinking maybe you're going to take control of the game, and then it slipped away. Obviously. Yeah, it would have been nice to get that kill. Uh, that changes the momentum a bit there. Still had a chance in the third there. Just uh, yeah, I can't let that guy get behind me on the breakaway. Uh, a lot of turnovers, a lot, a lot of giveaways. Are they just maybe a little quicker tonight or quicker yeah, overall? Just, again, we tried to overcomplicate. I mean, they had a lot of turnovers too. Both teams seemed like uh, they were battling the puck out there. Uh, they just seemed to capitalize a little better than we did. So you guys made a move to kind of get yourselves back in the picture. Uh, do, you, do you feel like this is a step back for you guys? Well, <coughs> we got to win hockey games, right? We got a point last game, but. Um, Time for us to look in the mirror and again get better again and get ready for the next games. We got three games here before the break and we need points here going into that. Yeah, it's a frustrating one. You know, I think for myself had plenty of chances to create offense and just was fighting the puck and we gotta be better. Um, yeah, I had plenty of chances to, to impact the game and didn't tonight and it just seemed like that was the case for a lot of guys. We just we weren't clean with, with the puck as and it slowed us down. And it's just tough. They kinda waited us out and it's um, yeah, it stings. Was uh, did you guys just was it a case of you guys maybe just running out of gas at the end, or were they just quicker tonight? It was not. I thought you know we had gas and everything. It was just we were overworking because we weren't crisp with the, with the puck. And I know myself, I, you know, times the different areas handle the puck and, and, and mishandling it, forcing to back check instead of holding it, possessing it, and and creating off it. So it just it was kind of filtered through our game. Everyone was. A lot of us were, were fighting it, and it, it was tough. I mean, it's, it's tough too when Jakey, you know, obviously plays such a great game like that and gives makes some huge saves at huge times, and, and we aren't uh, better in front of him. Yeah, it seemed like you really uh, kept you guys in it, especially in the first period, huh? Absolutely. Yeah, it was it was a, a bad start for us. We, you know, we didn't get off the right way, and you know, obviously he stepped up huge, and he gave us a chance to win that game, and it's disappointing. And I, you know, I myself have to be a lot better, but um, yeah, we, we as a group too have to be in better front of him. You guys had been making a, a little push here. I mean, is this uh, a, you got to consider this a step back, huh? Yeah, it's a disappointing loss. You know, we, we could have turned this into a great road trip, and, and we didn't. Um, you know, it's the only game we had to take with us. We have to go back to work and get prepared for the next one. Chief, you had a lot to play for tonight. Why do, why do you think they got off to such a slow start? Uh, we didn't have, I didn't, it didn't look like we had very much jump. Um, you know, I thought that uh, we just turned the puck over way too much, couldn't get going. Um, not, didn't have very good execution in the game. Uh, a lot of odd man rushes too for them. Is it just yeah, their well, quickness as a team? Yeah, that's part of it. But when you turn the puck over, you get caught. So that was the biggest uh, cause of, you know, in the game tonight was our, our puck play wasn't very good. Even so, it's 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 two to one. You have a chance to take control of the game, and and then that, that getting that power play with four seconds left has got to be a killer. Huh? Well, that's a killer, and you know we got to we just got to do a better job there. We shouldn't be giving up a free shot like that from the point. So it's um, you know we just made a mistake. You know, 
um, made a mistake on three of the goals. So obviously somebody should be out on that shooter, yeah. is what you're saying. Yeah. And then you have that two-on-one two with Schwartz and Tarasenko. I mean, it, it kind of a backhand drop yeah. pass. I, We'd would like, you rather you know, see something else there? Well, yeah. More more direct play to the net for sure. Mm -hmm. You know. You think you know uh, Jaden's gone a while without without scoring? Do you think that plays into passing instead it's of shooting? Of yeah, it's part of it. You know, and just not confident. Mm -hmm. uh, you make a good push on this trip, but you know tonight a little bit of a setback. But two one and one five points. How do you feel about it? It was a good trip. It? You know, I, I didn't like our game tonight, but overall the other games where I thought we played really well, and um, you know. We didn't have a good one tonight, so we just go home and regroup. And we got Ottawa, and we just, we got to get two points there. And we got to worry about that game now. Mm -hmm. A quick turnaround, and and obviously you got to, as you've said many times, you got to get better at home, right? Yes, we're, I know, uh, we're coming off a win there, uh, last game we played, so you know we should be good to go. And uh, you know, again, we should have confidence too. I mean, it was a setback tonight, but um, it's one game. We got to get by it, get past it here, and uh, move on. Jake gave you a chance in the first, didn't he? Well, he played really well. Three key points I want to bring out. Trangelo talks about how they started out slow. And during the time the Blues were playing bad, struggling, winning a game, losing two or three, winning two games, losing two, they need to stop doing that. The beginnings of these games killed them. They are very fortunate that Jake Allen was on his game. As Ryan O'Reilly said, Jake made some great saves, not only in the first period, but in the other periods. The Blues were fortunate to get out of that first period 0-0. Zero to zero. In all honesty, it should have been 3 to nothing Bruins going out of that first period, but Jake Allen saved them. Craig Berube talks about the odd man rushes. We've seen it in almost every loss the Blues have had this year. There's too many odd man rushes. The D is out of position. They let guys get behind them. And that can happen from several things. Not paying attention, not playing the area you're, you're supposed to play. And like Coach Berube said, if a team's faster than you, you're going to see a couple breakaways probably in a game. The Blues have to shore all this up. This game was not on Jake Allen. Although a lot of people are saying it was, this game was not on Jake Allen. Going into this game against the Senators on Saturday, which team is going to show up, you just don't know. I was thinking after they won several games in a row that we might know what team was going to show up consistently, but they're still not there yet. And as I've brought out in several last podcasts, everybody thinking the Blues are going to make the playoffs, you need to take the reins and pull them back a little bit because right now with the points this team has, they have to win 25 to 26 out of their next 36 games. Do you see them doing that with the way they've been playing? Even with the way they've been playing better recently, they're still losing games. Some nights the offense doesn't show up. Some nights the defense doesn't show up. Some nights the goaltending doesn't show up. Some nights it's a combination of all three or two of them not showing up. You can't win consistently that way. I wanted to give you just one quick update before we end the show. I have heard from my contacts in Toronto that Toronto wants Alex Petrangelo very, very bad. And they have been talking to Doug Armstrong about him. If anybody tells you differently, they're lying. But there have been discussions about Petrangelo to Toronto. But luckily enough for us, Armstrong is kind of holding out a little bit 
to see if this team can, number one, put four or five wins together, six wins together, or five out of six wins, which I'm glad he's doing. Plus, he's trying to get the bang for his buck for Petrangelo if he ends up trading him. I don't care either way. I think the Blues could do something positive by moving him. Toronto has some good young players to give them. They have some great players in their minor league system with the Marlies. The Blues could definitely get some players that would help them in the near future. I'd hate to see Petrangelo go, but if it benefits the team in the long run, I've got no issues with it. I want to thank everybody for joining me for this episode of The Drop. Until next time, stay healthy, stay happy. Don't be jumping off a cliff because of this Blues loss to the Bruins. And of course, let's go Blues. Thank you for joining us for this episode of The Drop Podcast. To get more of The Drop, check out our website at droppodcast.com. You can also find us on Google Play, iTunes, and the iHeartRadio app. You can follow us on Instagram at the.drop.podcast or on Twitter at Drop Hockey Show. You can email The Drop Podcast or host Lance DeScott at lanced at droppodcast.com. To find out more about Lineup Media, go to lineupmedia.fm. Until next time, let's go Blues! This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm.